Welcome back to Hermit Radio. This is your host, Cameron. I'm going to be interviewing a friend of mine named Jay Lavelle, and he's going to be talking about neuroscience. It's going to be kind of a free-flowing conversation, a little bit different than the last interview you guys heard. So listen and enjoy. My friend Jay, he's going to be introducing himself. Jay, go ahead. Well, first of all, Cameron, thanks for having me on the show, buddy. Yeah, I, so you had another interview prior, but I must be one of the first. You are, indeed. Sweet, too. I hope, I hope um, everybody can hear us. I, uh, first of all, congratulations on the show. Congratulations on doing this. Thanks, I know man. you've been thinking about this, and I, and, uh, I encouraged you to do it. And uh, I meant that. I still mean it. I think it's a great outlet for you uh, personally, but also maybe we can um, have some interesting conversations and get some cool thoughts into people's heads. I'm sure they're already there, but um, I'm sure we'll hash out some things. That's exactly what I was thinking, and that that's the whole reasoning for these interviews and the way that we're going about it. I just want people to start thinking and not be afraid to have their own ideas. I feel like we live in a time where people are not necessarily comfortable with saying what they think out loud. And honestly, there are people out there who don't like that, and they'll put you down for having an idea that might seem a little bit out there or outside of the box. But all of the best ideas, all the greatest things that were ever made and had, had to start with an idea. Certainly, and uh, um, my opinion is pretty mainstream um, science in general, and so I may, we may have some conflicting thoughts about lots of things. Um, I'm pretty um, extreme in terms of uh, my acceptance and... Um, obsession with with science and what the scientific method can do for us as a species and so that's really my focus these days strangely I don't have much of a background in this subject so you know take everything I say with a grain of salt however I encourage the listener if uh, I don't know how many we got today but I encourage all of you to to fact check what I'm saying uh, don't take anything I say uh, you know without some reasonable skepticism but I I think I'm reporting what the scientific community believes about these issues, uh, and I think that um, we need a meaning system as a species that is uh, not counterfactual. We are going to have to um, we're going to have to create a, a, a global meaning system that is congruent with scientific fact, in my estimation. Um, so anyway, that may be a little bit off topic, but, but my background is, is pretty, pretty bland, pretty boring. I went to prep school, uh, and then I went to uh, university, uh, college to uh, study theater. Actually, I was an actor in, in college, and then I went back uh, after that to get a, a master's in business, which I um, uh, did reluctantly, and uh, we can talk about that some too. But anyway, the floor is yours, Cameron. I... Uh, we talk about a lot of really deep things, and so that's the reason I bring up this this conversation about meaning systems. Um, I've listened to some of the, the prior uh, your prior podcasts, and I know that we think about that kind of thing a lot because um, that's what we really care about as a as a group and as a, a species. We our brains make meaning, and uh, they insist on it, and um, so meaning I think is 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 really paramount to all of us. Um, in any conversation we have about any topic. 
I, I agree to the fullest extent of that. And <clears throat> the biggest thing you said, in my opinion, there was purpose. We're all looking for it. Everybody has that, that question in them. It's almost like it's in your DNA. Like, what are we doing here? Why are we doing this? Where do we go from here? And I feel like we spend a lot of time asking that question instead of acting on the question. It needs to stop being so much about this wandering game that we're doing whether or not you come from the spiritual side of things or the scientific side of things, I agree with him. And that's why this conversation is also important because I love that he comes from the scientific point of view because it helps clear up anything I say that might not sound all that scientific. And I do feel like there is a middle ground. And that's the point of these interviews is to find the middle ground so that everybody listening can understand what we're talking about and hopefully have an impact on the community that you live in because that's really the baseline for all of these conversations finding happiness figuring out what your purpose is and then how do we live in a community together and getting rid of some of these things like bullying or unequal ratios of pay for people you know getting rid of homelessness and figuring that out that's all a huge mess and the problem is we're busy trying to figure out how to do it instead of just acting on doing it but the conversation Jay and I are going to have today, we're going to start by talking about neuroscience because in my personal opinion, he's a very smart man and that's why I wanted him on the show. And I think you guys will enjoy some of his insights on this topic. Jay, go ahead. So, you know, I don't know that I have any insights, but I do have some, some information and um, I can tell you kind of what the leading, uh, one of my favorite uh, theories uh, uh, of when we say neuroscience, I think the big question about neuroscience is um, sort of what we mean by consciousness, and I bring that up as a, it's, that's a very, um, you know, lots of people mean different things by that word, but uh, we can talk about that more specifically. But let me ask you, Cameron, what, what are your, um, you know, we, took, we can talk about things in terms of business, we can talk about things in terms of you know, the good uh, sort of a, a moral landscape for um for humanity and kind of the way we ought to behave. We can get really specific about uh, technical questions. What are you really interested in, Cameron? What, what, um, what questions do you have for me um, or, or for science in general? Maybe I can um, provide some, all I can do is kind of say, here's what I know about that topic. Here's what the science says. Uh, here's how we can perhaps, and then we can maybe have a dialogue about how we can deal with um, that scientific fact in a in a productive way or let's, if you don't like that idea camera we'll talk about something else let's start with i i one of the first conversations you and i ever had was talking about the prison system and how maybe the blame shouldn't be put so hard on some people it's not necessarily their fault they're a product of their environment and they're human beings and that in and of itself is a confliction and it causes confliction so that was one of the first ones that we ever talked about, and I really liked your insights on it. And so maybe you could share that with everybody about how you feel about the prison system. So let's pass. Let's do this and pass the mic, Cameron. I think this is this is cool. This way we can really kind of uh, uh, make some eye contact and do some eye tracking. I got some interesting things about to say about eye tracking, by the way. Um, but I think your question. And I, again, I, I hate to jump into such a deep topic uh, and kind of make assumptions about what you're asking me, but at the same time, for, for sake of time, I'll sort of interpret your question the way I interpret it, which is to say, 
what is the scientific basis for free will, um, perhaps, and uh, what what should we do, um, and how should we think, given the reality of the neuroscience behind uh, this notion of free will, and the biology in general. And I would say um, this is a really difficult topic because it's it's counterintuitive and it's not the way we feel. Um, given our brain's uh, ability and uh, uh, ability and, and uh, to construct what we call, I think, consciousness and this idea of, of, of free will. Um, but I'm a free will skeptic. I'll just go ahead and say that. That means that I'm, I'm to be <laughs> diplomatic about it, I am skeptical uh, of the existence of free will. And a lot of people... Uh, take offense to that, and they say, uh, you know, this is ridiculous, and of course I have free will, and all these sort of visceral knee-jerk reactions to that comment, which I totally understand, and so I hope I'm not offending any of the listeners. Um, However, I I, I do think that the the literature, uh, you know, that the, we could talk about Libet's experiments in the 80s. You guys may or may not be uh, interested or familiar with those experiments, but you know, in general, I think that the, the, that the acceptance or the um, ability to, to doubt um, our free will and the free will of others uh, is important because it allows us to, um, it inspires tolerance. Uh, it certainly just, in, in fact, it, the notion of forgiveness kind of goes away because we uh, recognize, having looked at the data, that in a sense we are um, brain puppets. I hate to I hate to uh, put it in those uh, terms uh, so early on, but um, I think there's you know this may not be the case, and 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 science may um, uncover some uh, mysterious force that uh, I'm unaware of, and that the physicists are unaware of. But at this point, uh, the neuroscience looks pretty clear that that if we do have free will, uh, it is it is limited. Um, at best, and um, it, it, it might involve degrees of freedom uh, that certainly have some basis in, uh, in uh, you know, that are based on the laws of physics and the prior state of the universe and uh, uh, our genes. And um, what we mean by genes technically is the specific sequence of nucleotides. And so these things are, uh, they're given to us at birth, and we interact socially with people, and you might call those interactions chaotic. And so, uh, perhaps that uh, that ignorance of the of the prior state of the universe and uh, future outcomes uh, could carve out a, a place for free will. Um, but but in that case, it would really be um, a case of ignorance rather than rather than knowledge and understanding. It um, and and my position is always, Cameron, is to is to try to understand. Uh, things there's a there's a phrase from the Enlightenment era, uh, dare to understand, and and I'm a I'm a guy who says let's try to understand this in mechanistic terms, and uh, and let's try to deal with with reality as we know it rather than invoking uh, what I call magical thinking or mysterious forces. So anyway, I've said a lot there, and and I've I've covered a lot. Uh, what do you think about that, Cameron? Um, this is exactly why I wanted him on the show, because anybody listening to this knows that that's completely the opposite of what I think. Now, the difference is, this is where it comes to be important, and this is why I wanted him here. 
factual data, which is what he's talking about, versus almost the nonsensical notion that there is free will or that there is a greater consciousness. I have no argument to which is the reality. The only thing I can say is that I believe that reality is an individual experience and that we all have different perceptions of the reality that we live. And I think that's what causes the confusion in people. My personal opinion is that whatever you believe to be true for you in that moment as the one person having that thought, it probably is true or it is not true. You, you ultimately have to make that decision or lack of decision on your own. What matters to you and how do you decipher it? Look at all the different religions. They're all trying to get to the same place by saying a different name or tweaking the practices a little differently, not to offend anybody in the religious community. But everything, I mean, you could say science is a religion. It's all a matter of perspective, what you choose to believe in and how it gets you to the end point, which is an understanding of how the universe works, whether it's through a religious aspect or a spiritual aspect or a scientific aspect. Really what everybody's looking for or trying to get to is some form of happiness, whether it's through wisdom, now that you know how the universe works, you're, now you feel this sense of happiness because you cannot worry about it anymore, or you're trying to find happiness through multiple partners, right? You're cheating on the partners you have because they're getting boring and tiring, and you're looking for something else. But at the baseline, what you're looking for is happiness, and ultimately, only you or lack of you, whatever you is, can produce that happiness. And that's ultimately for you to decide and figure out for yourself. The conversation Jay and I are having is merely to get the juices flowing so that you can pick which one of those routes and start that journey to trying to figure out what that is. Because that's the only way as a human race, we're going to get together and start to figure these things out. Like the beginning of the conversation, instead of pondering about it, take action about it. So I think we can move on from there. Jay, in your opinion, in your mind, and from the conversations we've had, what does the future need to start working towards a better tomorrow, whether that's a one-world government or governments that just operate in a peaceful way? Can there be a peaceful world without war or a system that has rich people and poor people? How do you see that and what kind of changes would need to be made to have a successful future? Hey everyone, I just wanted to take a minute to talk about the app Anchor. Anchor is the easiest way to make a podcast. Anchor gives you everything you need in one place, which allows you to make a podcast using your phone or your computer and they have creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast so that it sounds great. They'll distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard everywhere. Spotify, Apple, Google Podcasts, and many more. You can easily make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. Thanks for listening, and check out the app Anchor. Yikes. Um difficult question. I don't know how many people are listening to this. I hope a bunch. Um, you're asking a good 
questions, Cameron, and I, I'm nobody special. But so I'll just <laughs> thanks, buddy. I appreciate that. You, you to me as well. Um, and that's that's a good point to make is that I'm special to you. You're special to me. That's we right. we form, um, you might call it, uh, social bonds. This species is uh, hyper social, you might say, um, given the research done by. Uh, some pretty cool biologists you guys may or may not follow. But I think the question is, um, so let me skip my opinion on this matter and just talk about one idea in particular. And that is, um, since since I like to bring my, since I like to sort of base all this stuff in science, as we alluded to, there is a, a an interpretation, you might call it a theory, you might call it... Um, of, uh, of of Darwin's natural selection that, of course, and I hope you guys are aware of that concept. I hope maybe some of you have read Origin of Species um, and maybe even Descent of Man. And in Descent of Man, he alludes to a, a uh, an idea that we call now group selection or maybe at its base form, kin selection. And the word kind, uh, you guys may or may not know, comes from the word kin. And uh, the... Uh, the the big insight of Darwin was that we all evolved from a common ancestor, and that means, in a sense, we are all kin, and so we have the ability to be kind to each other. And um, this notion of group selection is is a long, long conversation, but um, essentially says that, as we all know intuitively, um, w- between individuals. If, if there are not uh, selective forces between groups, we say that selfishness beats unselfishness within groups. But when the selective force of group selection, you might call it, uh, is present, um, the, the, the tables turn and unselfish groups beat selfish groups. So like in physics, you can always take the world from another point of view, to quote the great Richard Feynman. Uh, it's possible to rotate the frame of reference. That, that was really the key insight uh, of Einstein. Um, if you compare his, his theory of relativity to, to anything prior, but certainly to Newton. Uh, so you know, can, is it possible for us all to cooperate? Yes, it's possible. Um, would I like that? Of course. Uh, is it probable? I don't know. Um, but again, back to your question, Cameron. What is the mechanism? I think what you're asking, what I, how I interpret. You know, you ask a question, I interpret it differently, and that's what our brains do uh, because we're not uh, linked up by the Internet yet. However, I think that may be coming, and that may be our <laughs> another episode. Um, certainly our species is... Hyper-social, hyper-cooperative, and that's what led us to this present uh, point in time. Um, What is the mechanism for cooperation? I think it's group selection. And so if any of you guys are interested in that topic, I encourage you to to research this notion of group selection. Maybe read a book by David Sloan Wilson called This View of Life or any of E.O. Wilson's later work. It's a paper by uh, E.O. Wilson and Martin Novak. Uh, who is a Austrian or German mathematician? It's, he's really insightful. Um, 
So I do think the, the mechanism for cooperation is group selection. And for that to be possible, uh, you need between group selective pressure. And so we talk about something in the real world today, maybe that's climate change. Maybe, maybe the um, unfortunate event uh, process of, of, of climate change will inspire us all to, uh, to cooperate and to uh, do things we otherwise wouldn't have done because of this pressure, selective group, or this selective pressure between, let's call it the human race and, uh, and the, the uh, scary uh, rate of uh, increase of CO2 in the atmosphere and, that, and the resulting um, heat transfer. So anyway, long answer, but uh, I'm as hopeful as you are that we can uh, all get along. And, uh, and, but this is going to take a long time, to be clear, you know, to be realistic. And, and I'm a realist. This is going to take a long, long time. But that doesn't mean that, um, you know, it, it's, it shouldn't be a goal. And it's certainly a possibility. No question about that. You know, I agree. And I've, I've thought about that question so many times myself, especially on this journey and during the process of making this podcast and everything. I believe um, Ronald Reagan said it best back in the 80s or early 90s. He said that, what wouldn't it be interesting if the world was faced with an outside threat, maybe even like alien, right, that would force us to work together. And that's exactly kind of what you, you had um, insinuated is that the pressure would force us to come together. And I really do believe that that may be the only way to either A, get the ball rolling or to make it actually happen. I, what I would like to believe and what I think definitely needs to happen is that it starts on the individual. If enough individuals change, and agree to what we all want as a better tomorrow, then that's how it has to start. It has to start with the individual learning to be a human being in society and learning, relearning the rules. We, it, the only way we're going to have a future together is when we stop being dicks to each other. I hate to put it so boldly like that, but that's the truth. Until we can learn to actually get along with each other on this planet, to stop blowing each other up and cutting each other off in traffic or what have you, stabbing somebody for money, I don't blame any of that stuff. That's not, those things are not the problem. The root problem is people in general. And I think that it's just a matter of relearning how we should treat each other. The golden rule is the golden rule for a reason. You treat others the way that you want to be treated. If everybody on a fundamental level could understand that and work with that, I really feel like that is the beginning process of change. It's either that or some great cataclysm or threat of cataclysm that will snap us into shape. I'd rather do it the other way, but inevitably I think that that is ultimately what we will face as a human race to get us to that point. Um, I think this is a good spot to go ahead and wrap it up, but as he had said earlier, I think we're going to have a few more episodes with him on the show and some th topics that we discussed. You guys can let me know in the comments whether or not you'd like to hear about this. But we discussed talking about AI and the threat or the great advantage that it could possess to the human race. 
and we were also talking about business organizations coming from a standpoint of are they corrupt is it are they all just a ponzi scheme or is there a way that we could do it that is equal for everybody so those are the kind of things that jay and i will be talking about in the future if you guys really enjoyed this podcast let me know on the twitter page for hermit radio or the instagram page for hermit radio you can let me know in any of the comments or send me a message let me know what you'd like to hear and see jay thanks for coming on man i really appreciate you being here anything you want to say to the crowd before you go Sure. Yeah. Again, I don't know how many people I'm talking to, but um, Cameron let me know that uh, I think it's Australia. Uh, Australia and Germany picked up the podcast, or or, or yeah, there's record of some listeners there. Um, so, uh, yeah, I want to wrap up by saying, first of all, Cameron's a good friend of mine. We worked together for some months. Um, he, he had my back several times with all the cheesy stuff. So he and I are good buddies. And uh, I hope his podcast continues to do well. Hope he has me on again. We do have, uh, um, we see the world uh, slightly differently, and that's fine. At the same time, I think that, um, as I mentioned, I'm pretty, um, I'm a pretty literal, technical guy. And so I think, in actual fact, really, there is no difference. Um, but I'd be really interested in, to, to hear about uh, comments or questions or anything that happens as a consequence of this podcast, if people like it. And uh, as I said prior, and I hope I should have been really clear uh, with, a, with, with my disclaimer, I hope I'm not offending anybody. At the same time, um, I encourage everybody to, to, to do some research and to fact check and to uh, investigate uh, um, some of the conclusions, some of the sort of mainstream conclusions made uh, as a consequence of modern neuroscience and, uh, and physics. And, um, and uh, maybe that'll force, you know, force moves objects in, in science and physics, and uh, maybe that'll, that'll force some change. I mean that literally, not, uh, not in a pejorative way. Um, so anyway, Cameron, thanks for having me on, buddy, and uh, I really appreciate it. Congratulations to you again for, for doing this. I think it will help you personally, uh, and I hope it helps some other individuals on our planet um do some cool stuff talk about uh, last thing i'll say is that uh you know this could be a, a butterfly effect moment for us i talk about chaos a lot and chaos means in science and mathematics something different than it means to uh, a lay person or a, um, i shouldn't say that i'm a lay person but but it has a very technical meaning in in science and it means sensitivity to initial conditions it doesn't mean complexity so perhaps this conversation will spark, um, uh, again, somebody's positive behavior. We, we call that, um, um, uh, um, as opposed to uh, direct reciprocity, where I help you and you help me, this may be indirect reciprocity. Um, somebody gets a, an idea from this podcast and goes out and does something great. They made a movie about that and called it Pay It, Pay it Forward, right? Pay It Forward. So anyway, I hope, hope this... Uh, inspire some people uh, to do some cool things, some pro-social things. So finally, thanks, Cameron, very much. Hope I see you soon, brother. All right, everybody. Thanks for tuning into Hermit Radio. Stay tuned for more stuff coming. I've got interviews lined up, and I'll be sharing that information on Twitter and Instagram if you guys want to know what's coming up in the future. Thanks, everybody, for listening.